Clint Cosgrove, Rivals.com, here with another episode of Coach's Corner. Uh, as you can see, not in the studio, live from San Antonio, where we're at the All-American Bowl, but with a very special guest today. Uh, we've got Old Dominion head coach, Coach Ricky Ronnie. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Talk some ball, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it's a it's it's after season now, so you know you kind of touch on different things, and this is something that I've always wanted to get into with with a head coach that we've had come on. But um, really, the process of being hired as a head coach, selling your vision to an AD, you know, what all goes into that, and just tell me about your hiring process and and how it worked. Yeah, for me, um, you know, I got I got contacted by a um, search firm. And, and I just kind of interviewed with the search firm first. So it was, uh, I think there was a week left or two weeks left in the season. Um, it was a Thursday night. I told him I wouldn't talk to him till Thursday night, which is, you know, usually family night or whatever. Um, and so there was no one else in the office. It was just me. And, and, and I was talking to him. Um, you know, I didn't want to take away from any of the preparation from the, what we were doing or anything. Cause I knew that would just like eat at me forever if I did yep. that. Um, so I talked to them and it went well, I, at least I thought it did. And then, uh, but they wouldn't, they don't tell you who you're, you know, they're just like getting a feel for you. And then they're going to try to feel like what places they, they would like you to, you know, interview with. Um, so I interviewed with a couple other, a couple schools, uh, after that one was, during the last week of the season uh, with the AD on the phone. Um, I'm not going to say what school it was. I, I, I did not get a great feel. Like I, I, it wasn't, I didn't, I could just tell that AD and I were not going to mesh, you know, and, and it just wasn't a great fit. Um, and then I interviewed for the next, I was actually on the road recruiting. It was during the first week of recruiting. And I actually went to go see Theo Johnson, um, you know, in Canada um and uh you know which was great and everything and obviously penn state signed him and he he's going to be a great player continue to be a great player for him but then i went the next day i went to las vegas and so i flew from vegas and then while i was in vegas i was in in and out burger and i do this big phone interview so that whole night i'm like getting all this information on old dominion and going through all their stats and like making up my own ad analytics on some stuff um i like for one thing in particular was scoring in the red zone I, I saw that that was a big thing for them if they would have scored you know at a 70 percent clip in the red zone touchdowns they they would have won you know three four more games so it was just like things like that being able to go through it um and then didn't really hear for, from them for three or four days and then heard something from them like right after it was done i heard oh man you did a great job and all this sort of stuff so i was like oh, awesome uh, and then, then you don't hear from them for a few days and you're, you're out recruiting and doing everything. Uh, and then all of a sudden it was like, Hey, we want to bring you in tomorrow to recruit. And I'm like, or to, to interview again. And I'm like, well, I don't have a suit. I don't have anything. And they're like, well, no, we, you don't need a suit. And I'm like, if I'm interviewing for a head coaching job, like I need a suit, like this is not going down like this. So had my wife send out a suit. Um, I told them I had to be done at a certain time. Cause we had a huge recruiting weekend up at Penn state. Um, and so I was like, I gotta be back up there. It was actually for it was really for juniors and things like that it wasn't even for our, our, our seniors it was for juniors i mean guys like caleb williams are going to be on on campus and 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 uh caden prather and like i mean there's some there's some good players Big timers. yeah i mean it was it was it was a thing um so i was like i gotta get back um so i actually so i flew in and then i actually rented a car and i drove back to penn state after a, a 
basically a, a day and a half interview. Um, it was a great interview process, you know, met the president, met a bunch of other people. I think the thing that people don't understand is you talk so very little football. Really? It's, 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 it's everything else. It's, it's recruiting. It's, you know, your vision of, you know, um, your core values, like your vision of how you're going to build a staff. Um, you know, how would you do, you know, certain, you know, how would you do in um, fundraising and things like that? I would, what I did is I just tried to be as honest as possible. And because what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to say something untrue and then all of a sudden get there and then be like, well, this isn't what you said in your interview process, you know? So yeah. I tried to be as honest as possible. And, and, uh, cause the thing I thought to myself was if I'm honest and I get the job, well, then I can just be myself while I'm there. If I, yeah. if I kind of lie or do whatever they, or say things that I think that they want to hear, well, then I got to. I got to back that up while I'm here. You know, I got to do things. I got to act that way the whole time I'm here. And, and, uh, I don't, I don't do well that way. So, yeah. uh, so that was, that was kind of how it went. And, and I mean, it was funny. I, we go through that whole weekend or whatever. And then the next Monday I go out recruiting, I leave, leave my house at like 4am. I haven't heard anything from him again. And I'd heard that maybe I was going to hear something. So I kissed my wife and I'm like, all right, I'm going out on the week recruiting. I don't think I got this job. So, you know, which was not a big deal. I mean, I had to, yeah. I was the, I'm the office coordinator. Penn State. <laughs> exactly. Like, like I'm like, you know, whatever. I mean, it was an awesome deal. I, 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 you know, I work with all my best friends and I, that sort of thing. So it was a great opportunity for me to stay, go to my first school, go to it, driving from my first school to my second school. I'm, all, I'm actually going into New York city and I'm going about to be into the tunnel and uh you know dr seelig calls me and i'm i get on the phone and he kind of offers me the job and i'm like whoa, whoa so i pulled into like a roadside dunkin donuts and and uh yeah that's where i accepted the job and turned around and drove home uh it it, it kind of stunk because it, it leaked out a little bit as i was on my drive home so then i wasn't able to tell like sean clifford and 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 yep. some, guys in person so they found out they called me and sean and will Levis, um and some of those guys they called me um and i told them, yeah man like that's what i'm gonna do but i was able to tell a bunch of other kids like when i got there they were having to practice a, a young kid's scrimmage and i was able to kind of tell everybody there and so um yeah it was a, i mean it was a process that seemed like it took forever but in reality it took all of combined about a week and a half you know what i mean and 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 so but it like at the time i was like man this this thing's dragging on forever but yeah. in reality it went really fast yeah no it's kind of wild you know you i guess in the coaching world you're so focused on your day-to-day -day and you know where you're at but at the same time you know in the back of your mind there's other opportunities and everything that's out there you weren't always a guy who was like you know your end game was head coaching was it no i mean i i always told people i didn't want to be a head coach i mean <laughs> And it, it's funny because some of the reasons why I didn't want to be a head coach are true. And I think guys need to know that. I mean, I, you don't get to do as much football uh, in yep. terms of pure X's and O's. Now, you do different football. You know, I, there's more about um, how the overall thing of how you want it to work. Um, there's, you know, there's more about um, how you want the practices set up, um, how you want the team to look from a day-to-day -day basis and things like that. But in terms of just pure X's and O's, um, you don't do as much. And if you're not calling the plays and not doing that, which I, I, I didn't. So 
I just think that that's something that was a little unusual for me. Your, your day-to-day things, you're doing different things. And, and uh, the great part about it is you get to develop relationships with more people, more players for sure, right? I mean, players on both sides of the ball, you get to really know them really, really well. You know, I, I have a guy in here all the time and sit with them and talk with them. Um, that's awesome. But, I mean, I love coaching ball. Yeah. And the actual X's and O's part of it, I miss. Now, the coaching, I, you know, if it's a special teams drill, my guys know they're about to get coached up by the head coach. Yeah. Because that's my time to be able to do some things still. So, um, you know, I love that part of it and, and being able to do those sort of things. So it is different, though. And I, I think that um, that was why I didn't necessarily always want to do that. But I remember taking a trip. I've told the story before. I took a road trip. I was in my uh, 2005, I think it was, maybe it was 2006, uh, Sienna. You know, when you're when you're when you're a big time coach, you get a minivan, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I was in that, and we're driving, and we're actually going on our baseball tour with my family, and we're in the middle of Canada. We're going from Toronto to Detroit, um, and everyone else's earphones are on, sleeping, whatever. And I just got time to think about all the great experiences I had with, you know, learning from Coach Franklin, which, you know, you can learn a ton from him in terms of, you know, just energy and and, and um, detail and direction of the program, um, obviously recruiting, but like just how to plan a practice, how to deal with kids and those sort of things. You know, I, I learned from, you know, Coach Snyder, which, you know, everything matters in that program, you know, the level yeah. of detail it takes to be successful, the toughness that it requires to be successful. Um, and those sort of things. And then obviously from him, I was able to learn, you know, some some quarterback run stuff and things like that, which has been invaluable. You know, Ron Prince, who gave me my first opportunity in, in, in FBS football and, you know, the X's and O's that I learned from him was was invaluable. You know, so the guy, even Jim Knowles, who I worked with at Cornell, who was my, you know, you know, and yeah. obviously doing the great, great things at Ohio State and those sort of things, you know, learn some learn some unbelievable things, different ways to present from him, right? I mean, he had way different ways to call a defense and how to get the kids to do their best things. Um, you know, so I just, I learned so much um, from Tom Gilmore, my very first job was a defensive savant. I mean, like I learned so much from all these guys um, and were there some things I was going to do different? Yeah. But I started to realize like, Hey, I, I can do this and I'd be pretty good at it. Um, and, and so that's kind of what changed my, my tune on that, I guess. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, you're always evolving in football, always learning new methods of thought. Uh, I can I can totally understand how the X's and O's because if you're a football purist, like there's nothing better than than calling a game or you know you know scheming up something new that you know is different and is going to work. And you know, you talk about the run game stuff from from Coach Snyder. I mean, like, uh, I mean, he was brilliant. You talk about his toughness. I mean, that dude could grind with with the best of them. And um, you know, coach, I mean, you've had so many great mentors. Uh, so, you know, and I'm sure, you know, you talk about that first job and it wasn't the end game for you, but you did have a plan in the back of your head because of the people you had worked for, you know, what you liked, you know, what you didn't like. And uh, when you brought up the analytics thing earlier, uh, you know, how you, you've, you know, 70%, if they would have scored, they, they would have won three or four more games. And then I ask about the interview process and you say, there isn't a lot of football. Um, so, uh, you know, I was wondering about presenting that plan. And then, you know, is when you're, when you're going through that interview and, you know, you're talking about the big picture stuff, 
does that stuff come up? You know, I, I, I know what their red zone offense was. I know you could have won four more games. Do you use that to sell it? Or you just keep that in, inside? And then when you get there, you put it to plan. No, no, I used it to sell it. I mean, the one thing you don't get to do, or at least I didn't get to do in the things that I, you know, you always hear about making those binders and having those binders and, and having a presentation or whatever. You don't yep. go in there. It's not like a, an assistant coach where you roll in there with a PowerPoint presentation and you just present that presentation. That's not the way it was, at least in my experience. You know, um, in fact, I could have had something with a, you know, a, a, a notebook or whatever to pass out to people, but no one was looking at it. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, they were just firing okay. questions to me off the cuff, and it was more about knowing how to respond to that. Now, I actually think that that's a good way to interview for a head coach because that's the reality of what your job is. You're going to get asked 14 different questions about 14 different topics in a 15-minute period, right? I mean, you're talking, you know, one second you're talking to the AD about um, game days, you know, game day stuff. The next second you're talking to an official about a call that happened last week. Next second, you're talking to one of your assistants about um, a depth chart on your team. The next second, you're talking to one of your assistants about a recruiting strategy. Next second, you're talking to your DFO about um, travel for that week. I mean, so you you better be able to go back and forth really, really quick. Um, and I, I, I so I think that that's was actually a really productive way to, to interview somebody because of it, it did put me on the spot and made me answer questions uh, rapidly and have some reasons to why I was doing things. No, that's huge. I mean, you always hear about the binder. That's that's all I think of it. That's why I think of these head coaching interviews, you come in with the binder. But it sounds like the reality of it is you better be able to think on your toes because if you're focused on that binder, that's on paper. That's not up here. And uh, that's not as easy to put into play. And you were, did such a good job of doing that because not only did you, you know, come into a unique situation, a team that no season in 2020, uh, they were one and eleven the year before, and then you come in and you take Old Dominion to a bowl game in your first year. Just tell me about that process. H how do you get the team to believe in themselves? Because I think one of the biggest things is with teams that had lost or players that are used to losing. It's like here we go again every time something goes wrong. And I feel like the psychological aspect of of getting over that hump is as big as anything. Um, what was your guys' situation like? What made you guys capable of making the transition that you did? You know, I, uh, you know obviously, we, we, we have a good coaching staff. We did a great job on the X's and O's and things like that. But I think um, as important is we had great senior leadership. We had guys who um, they were very unselfish that first year, and they didn't care about, you know, the NFL. They didn't care about their stats. They didn't care about any of that. They just wanted to win. I mean, they just wanted to win and, uh, you know, and, and the rest of the team really fed off of that. And, and I think that that was, that was critical. I mean, that senior leadership was exactly what we needed. And, and well, the funny part about it is a bunch of those guys are in the NFL now. Yeah, and, they are. You know, you look at Isaac Weaver and, and, and some of those guys. And so that's where it was funny for me is like the guys who weren't trying to get there um, tend to get there a little bit, but tend to get there a little bit better. You know, the guys that are, are, are just worried about, you know, we, we have a mentality. This is completely stolen from uh, James Franklin. Like most good things, somebody, I, and he probably stole it from somebody else. I know because I've yeah. heard it a million other times. But, you know, we talk about going one and up, you know, and, and one and oh isn't just about, you know, winning that week. It's about winning that moment. It's about winning whatever you're concentrating on at that very time. And I think that that first year, our team was very good at, at doing that. And so when we were one and six, um, Every week we came in on Sunday 
looking to get better and ready to go for the next week. And it wasn't a woe is me mentality or was it like, hey, what can we do better? Let's get better today. Let's get better. Let's let's find a way to get better from that last that last game. As we went into the winning streak and started winning five in a row, the same mentality stayed in place. So it's not like all of a sudden we weren't trying to go five and oh, we were trying to go one and oh. And it's a little bit less daunting to do that. And, and I think that that was a, a thing that our guys really, really bought into that. And that was that was the other thing that really helped us turn that thing around. Yeah, I mean, uh, that says a lot about your ability to, I think, relate, relate to the players. Uh, obviously, it helps to have older players that want to win, that are, you know, focused on winning. Um, but, you know, instilling a culture of, of one and oh, isn't exactly, it, so, it sounds, you know, easy in theory, but it is not easy to do because, and, and you see it all the time in coaching, they, you know, they're like, if we don't win this week, we're not going to a bowl game and everything falls apart. But if you really go in with that one and oh mindset, like you guys did, I mean, rip off five straight wins and, and, and go to a bowl. I mean, that's, that's huge. Um, and so a big thing for me, I guess, comes down to recruiting and you know not only the way you recruit but how you identify program fits uh guys who are going to buy into that want to know mentality um tell me just i guess about your experience as a recruit you know you played in the ivy league obviously around a, a lot of smart guys it's a little different than recruiting at the the power five and fbs level but you know how did your experience uh really take you to who you are as a recruiter today because I, I respect the heck out of you as a recruiter and then uh what's your identification process like to find a good fit well i mean i you know one of my things is i'm always honest with kids so i'll be honest with you i I'm, i was a pretty average high school player i mean i i, I played hard and I, I i was tough as a quarterback and i'd take hits and and we were pretty good um but my release was horrible um i was skinny um, and I was a pretty average athlete, you know what I mean? If it would have been today, I don't know. If, I don't even think I would have gone to the Ivy league because I wasn't enough of a dual threat guy. Now I grew into being a better athlete as I got older, but I still, I mean, you know, no, <laughs> there wasn't anybody afraid of me pulling it down and running. You know what I mean? You I mean, did throw for, for over 3000 yards though. I, I did. I did that. I, and I, and, and, and one thing we did do, and even in high school is I threw the ball a lot, right? So we yep. threw the ball, I mean, even back, you know, this is 1997 in Colorado. And, you know, I threw for over 3,300 yards and 33 touchdowns and, and whatever. So we did, we did some, I mean, so that, that helped and that helped. And my, 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 uh, head coach, Don Finnell, I mean, he's developed a lot of, you know, pretty good quarterbacks and, uh, he was able to, you know, I mean, the guy after me threw for 11,000 yards in his career. So when they finally, broke your records, <laughs> oh, when they finally got somebody a little bit more talented, things, things really took off. So, uh, but no, I mean, so I didn't really get recruited highly. I, it was really just Ivy League schools. And I always tell people this, like, I didn't have my sites or not. My dream school was Northern Arizona. I mean, my absolute dream school. Really? Yeah, yeah, like, that's where, like, my sites were not real high. I mean, I'm not, not nothing against Northern Arizona because, I, I mean, it's an unbelievable place. I wanted to go someplace where I could play in a dome so I didn't have to worry about the, the snow or whatever and then still be able to ski. And like that to me was like Flagstaff is it? <laughs> yeah, like this is this is what are we talking about? It's the greatest place on earth. So uh, they did not recruit me. Uh, so it was up. It was between Ivy League schools, um, and really it came down to, you know, Harvard canceled my trip the day before. They canceled my trip on on Thursday night at about I don't know 10 p.m. Oh, Dartmouth, that's always a great way. Yeah, Dartmouth canceled my trip about the same time. Uh, uh, about Thursday. 
they did they, they did a real good thing i told them i wasn't taking a trip there because i didn't want to go there and then they questioned my toughness because i boxed in high school too and they're like i thought you were tough you're like a boxer and everything and they're like if you're not even tough enough to come up here i'm like what like and they mind tricked me into thinking i wasn't tough so i needed to come up there and then they canceled my visit two days before so that was fun so they i you know um and then uh so it was really between brown and and cornell it's funny i took my recruiting trip to cornell they didn't even have a head coach so pete mangurian was hired after i got there and then really? he called me the day he called me the day he got the job and was like hey and i was like all right yeah i'll come <laughs> I, it was you know one of those sort of off things. to ithaca well it was it was that james perry the current head coach at brown was that quarterback at Brown and he was he just set a bunch of records as a sophomore and I was like man I can't sit behind him for two years I was like I'll sit behind somebody for a year but I can't do it for two and uh and so that was the that's what happened I was able to start for three years at Cornell and 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 you know the rest is kind of history you know I think what it shaped me is I I just I try to be as open and honest with the recruits as I possibly can be you know what I mean I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them the truth and, and when they ask me a question I'm gonna tell them the truth and um, I'm going to always try to be myself. You know, I think guys see right through you when you try to be somebody that they're not. I'm not a, I'm not an 18 year old kid, so I'm not going to act like it. Like I don't I don't listen to their their music. I just don't. I mean, it's not it's not that I don't think that it's just I don't listen to it. You know what I mean? Like, that's not my deal. Um, now, I do play video games, so I'm going to talk to them about that and those sort of things. Um, and 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 I'll, I'll watch some of the same movies and same shows they do and, and, and things like that. But you know, when it comes to the other stuff, like I'm not going to lie and, and, and try to come up with things. I'm just going to be as open and honest as I can. And I think that that's served me well, not only with, you know, high school recruits, but with high school, you know, coaches as well. Yeah, I was just going to say it served you well, not only there, uh, you know, you've, you've done an incredible job as an assistant, as a head coach recruiting. Um, but it goes back to being yourself and just being honest, because that's how you got the the head coaching job in the first place. You were yourself. You were honest. And, uh, you know, you built a program because of that. Uh, before I get to my last question, because I've already taken up way too much of your time, what is your video game of choice? Um, Man, I'm, I'm all over the place. Right now it's MLB The Show. I like I okay. like playing that. It's, it's, it's nice to be able to, like, you know, um, I do Road to the Show, so you, you just sit there course i choose like i'm trying to hit bombs you know what i mean I'm you like, gotta you gotta hit bombs man. i like the guy the guys who pitch i got a ton of respect for those dudes who do that like i can't do all that i'm, I'm trying i'm playing left field catching a couple pop flies and, and then i'm trying to hit bombs Hitting um, you know then I, I you know i would say i got really really into um assassin's creed valhalla um i got really into that game that was that was fun i i, I um yeah that was that was good times i had a that's a video there. game purist game yeah that was a good one it's a little bit that one's a little bit more hack and slash than a regular assassin's creed so okay. it's a little bit more up my alley um and then uh but my son's like we'll play my son and i'll play fifa one of my sons is huge into hockey so we play nhl um you know uh, i'll play 2k against my oldest son all the time which i used to be able to get him but like he's got he's got now he's got it timed up pretty well especially Darius Garland he's unbelievable with Darius Garland like I can't cover him he does step back threes all the time I'm like this is this this is unbelievable this is not fair so uh you know but it, it's been fun to play the newest NBA 2k because it's like the eras one so you know I'm playing with like Alex English and like Kiki Vandeweghe and stuff from when I grew up in Denver like those old Nuggets teams so which oh is, yeah yeah so just I mean it for me it's just a way to kind of relate to my own kids and, and, and that sort of thing. 
Yeah. Well, when the college football comes out, we'll have to do a Twitch stream. I'll uh, do another interview and I'll, I'll play against you. Bring it out the sticks. Wait. I can't wait either. I, I, I'm pretty mad that they pushed it back. Well, all right. I just, uh, last thing b- before you go, uh, but, uh, you know, just the future of Old Dominion. You know, what's next for you guys? Uh, I know, I believe you signed 15 in the early signing period. Got some good dudes coming in. Um, you know, you got a great base to build on. Uh, what is next? Yeah, I mean, we're really excited. I mean, we we're always going to recruit high school kids, so we're we're going to recruit at least you know half our class going to be high school every year, then half transfers, whether that's junior college or whether that's portal guys. Um, but our our high school kids come from this region. I mean, we've got a great recruiting base in Virginia, um, so we're going to recruit Virginia kids. We're going to recruit, you know, we got a couple from up in Northern Virginia, like Zach Dansler Ward, who's a defensive lineman, and and, and things like that. Um, we're going to recruit kids from North Carolina. We got an offensive lineman, Connor Drake out of there. Um, and then we get, you know, up into Maryland, you know, um, Devin Roche who's a, a running back from there. Feel pretty excited about, you know, we got a wide receiver from North Carolina, Ethan Prosetti. So, I mean, we've got some guys that we feel really, really good about. Um, I think, you know, we've got a, a, a linebacker out of Virginia, um, you know, just from the Richmond area, Mario Thompson, who, who I feel, you know, uh, I feel really, really excited about. I think he's going to be somebody who's going to be special. So it, it, it's one of these things where um, we're going to recruit this region from a high school perspective. And then with the transfers, we want to get guys who are coming back in. Um, we've had some pretty good success with that guys coming back to Virginia. And then we're going to we're going to supplement it with um, some junior college players. I think that that's something that um, has Right now, we've been able to, to get some really, really good players out of the junior college ranks, and, and that's something we're going to continue to do. You know, we're not done recruiting. You know, a lot of other people are talking yeah. about they're so done. I mean, we're probably going to sign another 15 guys, um, wow. you know, whether it's from the transfer portal, junior college, and or even high school guys. You know, there's still some really, really good football players out there. Who oh, yeah. Out there, and, and, and we want to make sure that, uh, you know, we, we get them and get a chance to develop them and get them in our program and, and, and go from there. So. I think it's going to be the way of the, you know, recruiting has changed and I, we can all bemoan yeah. that back and act like, oh, it's changed. And, and I can act like an old man and like it's changed for the worse. It's just changed. It's different. I mean, it's, it's just not yep. the same as it was, which is fine. We all have to find a way to adapt to that. And one of the ways we're going to have to adapt is recruiting is probably not going to stop till July, you know, and, and that's just the reality of it. Um, so it, it, it does get challenging. Yeah, because we have to recruit two classes at once at, at, at some points. But um, I, it is, you know, that's all these guys are doing. That. You know, at Penn State, yeah. you're doing that because you're recruiting those 2024s all the way back then. So, I mean, it's it's no different. It's just probably pushed back a little bit. So um, I feel good about our future. I feel great about our culture and where we're at. And, and uh, when I look at my, you know, our scholarship grid, you know, we have used different colors for where guys are from. I see a lot of colors that I want to see, you know what I mean? And, 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 and that's, uh, we want to get guys from around here. I do think it helps our recruiting base, but it also helps our fan base cheer for these guys is, you know, obviously the Sunbelt's really, really competitive. So we want to make sure we get a home field advantage if we can. For sure. Uh, well, uh, I always learned something, but I learned a lot from you today, coach, uh, always respected you as a coach recruiter, everything like that. And, uh, this definitely reinforces that. So, I uh, love what you're doing. Uh, I'm excited to watch ODU football moving forward. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate you coming on Coach's Corner. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It was fun. Yes, it was. Thank you very much. There you got it. Coach Ricky Ronnie from Old Dominion.